1: Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your not very motivated hosts, <laughs> Kim France
2: and I'm Jen Ramalini.
1: <laughs> and we're just not in the mood
2: for it today, but we're going we're going to do it anyway. We're going to make it good for you guys. We're going to make it good. We have we're going to answer some questions. We're going to read some reviews. <laughs> we're going to make it through today. Um, and I have and I have a beauty tip and a book tip. What I have some I have some show tips. This is going to be very exciting. Um, we've already talked a little bit about this personally, but tell tell on the podcast I want to know about your trip. How was your trip Kim France? My
1: trip was really great. My trip was really great. Thank you for asking. I went with my boyfriend Paul down to Florida where the kids he teaches music were opening for John Anderson who was the lead singer. yes. Um, and the kids are just like ridiculously talented and very hardworking and so fun to be around. Like teenage kids, like a, a big clump of them are kind of entertaining. And I think also I'm not any of their parents, so they have an easy time around me. Florida was intense. You know. <laughs> we were in we were in Kissimmee, Florida, which is outside of um Orlando, right? And there are a lot of billboards for machine gun ranges. Fun times. Everyone welcome. And a lot of the golf courses and, a, you know, and and all these, we we decided in the end that, I, that we would stay in a the hotel. There was some question as to whether I was going to stay with the kids in the big Airbnb. Paul was like. You're going to want a hotel, so why don't you just book one now? So we stayed in this crazy huge hotel Mm -hmm. that had many features and many restaurants, but it had a lazy river, which is my favorite thing in the world now.
2: Please please explain for the listeners what a lazy river is. Um, A lazy
1: river, for those who don't know, is, and I didn't know, is like a river-shaped swimming pool. Mm -hmm. So this one went in a loop, and it has a current... And you get in an inner tube and you just slowly float
2: around the circle. Yes. This is like tubing, except in tubing, you get a lot of bacterial infections. And this is, I assume, chlorinated, chlorinated, highly chlorinated. So that was super fun. And, you know, going to the shows,
1: I mean, I, you know, I, if I never hear another Yev song, it will be too soon, which is unfortunate because he's touring again with him in the summer. Um, But it was it was it was kind of an intense trip and so nice to get out of the city and just have some fresh air and um, sunshine.
2: Yeah. And some time
1: to yourself in a lazy river. That sounds amazing. That was really good. That was the day I didn't because, you know, the days that the kids have shows, we have to show up at the venue at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Then they have sound check, load in sound check and then hang out. It's just a lot of hanging out. So one day I didn't go. And I just stayed and like floated on the lazy river over and over.
2: I really love that in, in, in your late fifties, you are now like a groupie. I, I really, am a hundred percent. I really appreciate that. Like this, you're living out like a 19 a year old, like dream at, at 58. It's pretty good. I, I am. It's true. It's I am like the girlfriend.
1: Yeah. When we go. I think it's fun. Uh, speaking of backstage at rock concerts, Paul taught me a phrase. that's kind of obnoxious. Please tell me (laughs) when, um, you know, when rock bands tour, there's always a room backstage where they like a holding pen for the groupies. Right. Okay. Okay. So you walk past one room and there are women wearing very, you know, often very revealing clothes. Okay. Hanging out all sort of, you know, clocking each other, seeing who's going to end up with the lead singer. And it's called the lobster tank. Oh, Wait, I why? Know the... Yeah, yeah. Why? Because, why? A, because when you're in a restaurant and you want a lobster, you can choose your lobster.
2: Oh, right. Right. Ew. Oh, oh. I, I hate know. that. I don't like really it. Really gross,
1: right? I really don't like gross. it either.
2: Really gross. But, you know, interesting. Interesting to know. Interesting to know that that's how they refer to us. I mean, that's not to how, us, that's but ladies. That's how they refer to those <laughs> ladies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um who surely deserved better.
1: But anyway, I thought it was, was funny slash gross. So I shared it with you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, I had a terrible week. I returned from my excellent trip in New York to, um, a COVID ward raised home. Kid had COVID then husband got COVID. I never got COVID. I don't know what happened. I still don't know. I don't know how it happened. Um, but really just Some really messed up travel. Travel is just not, I mean, we keep talking about this, but it's just like we're all ready to fly, and the airlines are like, yeah, we wish we were too. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's like, we might cancel your flight. Who knows? You know, Mm -hmm. anything could happen. There's no customer service because we're just in this, this muck. But yeah, um, it was supposed to be spring break for my kid. And um, instead it was COVID break, which was a bummer for everybody. Um, But, you know, I'm having a really hard time parenting an angry shithead. I mean, there's no other way, really. (laughs) I mean, I love my kid, but they're just going through a stage where they just, they're just mean to me. I mean, this morning they admitted as much. They were like, you know, okay, I'm trying to separate myself from you. It's not cool to hang out with your mom. All right. <laughs> I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but it's really messing with what I realize is like my Lebowski approach to parenting, you know, which mm-hmm. is just like, all right, let's just be cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? What do you do? Oh, God. I just, I repeat obvious, obvious therapy phrases like back to them. And then they're like, stop with your therapy phrases. I mean, it's just horrible. I think this is just the ride now. I think this is intermittently going to be the rest of parenting. Charlotte's about to be 12. I think this is just it. Mm -hmm. Trying to stay compassionate and not lose your temper and just not let them break you because I think that part of what's going on is the kids don't know where their emotions are supposed to be. So they're trying to almost emote through you. So they're poking at you to get a reaction. You know, I think that's what's happening. Um, anyway, that's what's happening in my house and it is super fucking annoying. But, um, other than that, I'm almost finished with this book and that's, I'm really looking forward to the other side of that. So my, my deadline is May 2nd or 3rd, whatever that Monday is. And then that's it. I mean, that's not it. Then it's like fucking a million revisions, but yeah,
1: then it begins,
2: then it begins. Then people get to tell me what I did wrong. So, Hmm. (laughs) so fun times.
1: Um, the teenager thing is, so it reminds me of a story, um, of when I was a teenager Yes. And I, I'm just debating whether to tell the story because it doesn't totally relate, but I feel like on one level it does. Yeah. So I had this friend Simone and she was very artistic and she went off to the high school for performing and visual arts in Houston mm-hmm. and made a boyfriend who was like, you know, you know, into drugs and punk rock and stuff like that. And so they came over one day and my mom, it was at night, and my mom was there with her boyfriend Stanley. Okay. And my friend Simone's boyfriend kept trying to say things to shock my mom and Stanley about drug use and music mm-hmm. and sex. Mm-hmm. And my mom and Stanley just sat there with like blank expressions on their face, nodding and refused, refused <laughs> to react to this little brat. And I was never prouder of my mother.
2: No. And I think that that's it. I think you need to just be made of steel. Like you just have to like, you know, you're not going to break me because what happens is if I manage to not have any kind of reaction and stay calm or stay like, you know, even irritatingly cheerful, which is one of my plays, um, the kid eventually tells you what's going on. And in Charlotte's case, it's, you know, nobody ever is going to like me. I'm, I'm horrible. I, you know, these real fears that, you know they're not likable, so then the kids making themselves even more unlikable because kids are dumb, they don't know <laughs> they don't know shit. Do you I, think that they're like that that's a testing thing, like how much can I do and and you will still love me? I absolutely think it's a testing thing. I absolutely think it's a testing thing, and I think it's fucked up because it's not something Charlotte does with Alex, and I do think the who It doesn't matter who the parent is. This isn't gendered. But whomever the parent is that has the more emotional relationship with the kid gets gets it a yeah. lot worse. Just fucking oh, I believe gets that. hammered a lot worse. And, um, you know, I think I remind Charlotte that they have feelings. And I think right now they're not totally digging having feelings. I don't know, man. I don't want to be 12. I would not want to be in no. middle school. Who wants that? Horrible. It's <laughs> like who sucks? No. Fucking sucks. No, any,
1: no, no. I would never want to be back in any school before college, and even in college, I would for sure not do it again.
2: But yeah, no, none of it, none of it. I look at this math, and I'm like, ugh. I know. I, I was watching them have to fill out something for history, and it was like just a regurgitation of the chapter, just to show that you had read the chapter. So it was just busy work, and it was a multiple paragraphs of busy work. And I was like, oh, yeah, just get this history homework done and, like, walked away and gagged. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> This is nothing, honey. Exactly. That looks great. Just bang it out. <laughs> I know. They do make school extra boring. Oh, so boring. It's so boring. Um, anyway, that's what's been happening in my house. I've been watching a lot of good television. Atlanta is back. I need to watch Atlanta.
1: I never have.
2: Okay. I think, I mean, this is, this is a, this is a, a hot take, but I think Atlanta is probably the best, best television show, best show on TV. I think it's the best show. I don't always like it's always sometimes it's uncomfortable to watch. I wouldn't say it's the most pleasurable show on television, but I think it's the best show on television. Um, it's it's in this season is excellent. Excellent. The production, it's beautifully shot. It's smart. It's unexpected. It's like everything you want it to be. It's like, it's an amazing show. So I've been watching that. I've been just started watching Russian dolls, which just came back. Oh yeah. Russian dolls. That just came back. That's really good. Even this season is a little different and she can, I think the dialogue can be a little like hev- like a little schmaltzy for me sometimes, but gen- mm-hmm. but generally I like the show. And then Better Call Saul's back, which is also amazing.
1: I have Better Call Saul's to catch up on. I started watching, and it was so awful, I had to stop. Um, the, what is it called? A very British, it's the one with Sienna Miller.
2: And oh, Rupert, and, and
1: what's his name, Friend.
2: Oh, uh, Rupert, Rupert, Rupert Friend. Friend, Rupert Friend, maybe. And I don't know. It was bad. He it could. was pretty bad. It he was what? pretty bad. I was
1: pretty disappointed by it. But Severance was pretty amazing. Have you watched that?
2: No, that's on that's on my list. I've just been distracted with other things. Oh, I watched the um Oh god, it's so so stupid cuz it was supposed to be called Showtime, but it's called Winning Time and it's mm-hmm. because it's on HBO, but it, it's like based on the book about the Lakers in the 80s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is I wouldn't say it's a smart show, but it's a really fun show that like just goes down really easy. It's kind really pleasurable to watch. I watched that winning time, or I've caught up on whatever if that's the episode. Like it's releasing every week. I've caught up on right. that. That's really right. good. I didn't watch Severance. How Severance was great. Severance is great. You know the premise. No, tell this me. won't give anything away. The premise is that people elect
1: to this. There's this company called Lumen. Okay, And they do something called severance, which is when when you're at work, you only know your work life. And when you're at home, you only know your home life and you don't know anything about your work identity.
2: Wow. Wow. That's cool, actually.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. The first two episodes, it takes a little while, Um, but then it really um, it's smart. And it's directed by Ben Stiller, who I'm not usually a fan of, but I have to say
2: pretty good yeah me neither i always have felt like he was overrated like beginning with reality bites even yeah um but you know i've seen him in some dramatic roles i think he's better what was that movie he was in that's uh greenwood what is it greenberg greenberg Greenberg, that's based it that is in new york i mean la and i think that Mm -hmm. they get right some la things that are amazing to watch like a new yorker Mm -hmm. in la trying to walk everywhere it's the best yeah um. Yeah, I didn't. I want to watch Severance. Definitely, that's that's on my list. But yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of good TV. I feel like there's so much right now. To there watch. is a lot. There are many options. Um,
1: and I've been reading a book. I've been reading Deborah Levy on your recommendation, mm-hmm. her Book Real Estate. But then, um. Talia Bacassus, former host of the co-host of this show recommended Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't know what that is. Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay. It, it is a um, fictional oral history of a rock band. Okay. And it just reads itself. It just reads itself. It is like the most. It is the
2: most enjoyable, readable book I have read in a long time. Oh, that's nice. That's super nice. I am reading Samantha Hunt's. Um, does not go down as easy. Samantha Hunt. If anybody knows, she's a novelist. She's a really beautiful novelist and a beautiful writer. But she has this new book, this new memoir. That's sort of an experimental memoir, I think, and it's called the Unwritten Book. And it's about it's a memoir about her family and about alcoholism and ghosts and you know the sort of ghosts that emotional ghosts that stick around in your life. And it's about finding an unpublished manuscript of her father's, um, a a novel of her father's and trying to sort out what it means. Anyway, it's really good. I really like it. And I really like her a lot. Um, but it's not, it's not that same thing. I know what you're saying about like a novel that goes down easy. Like who doesn't love that? That's a totally different, like pleasure reading experience. It's sometimes you want Yeah,
1: no, you've kind of, I'm kind of enjoying having both right now. Yeah, like Deborah Levy is a little bit more like, you know, obviously doesn't go down. She's a beautiful writer, but it's not like.
2: Boop-dee-doo, boop doo No, it's not. it's not like that. And sometimes that's what you want is a little boop do doo boop doo I know. I, I'm dying for like novels like that, but I feel like I can't. I'm only reading memoirs until I'm finished with mine. That's sort of my discipline right now. It's like my own tor- fucking hell torment. And it doesn't fuck you up
1: to read other people's memoirs when you're working on your own? Well, I just... I feel like
2: sometimes when you're in the middle of writing a book, you're just like... you. Your brain just starts to melt, and you're like, "What do books look like? How did <laughs> you no? Know, like, I, I've, you know, you're like, wait, how do people end their books? How, like, do people write chapters? Like, you can't remember the technical you get, aspects. You get snowblind. Yes, you get snowblind, and you can't remember the technical aspects of like, how are books broken up? What does a table of contents look like? Does everybody have a table of contents? Do, do people always chap, title their chapters? What kinds of books title their chapters? So you wind up getting into the forensics of other books, which mm-hmm. is both a um, procrastination tool and also a, a way like an a, exploratory because you're trying to figure out how to do your own. Um, right. Right. I was just talking to a writer friend about people who are unafraid to be experimental. Samantha Hunt's book has like drawings in it and just like a chapter that's like, you know, a couple of words. And it's just like it's wild. And I've never had that kind of courage as a writer.
1: No, no. I feel wasn't a visit from the goon squad was sort of that way, too. Right. Right. Or am I mixing it up with another book?
2: Yes, I think no, you're it right. was yeah, because
1: there was one because there's a chapter in that book. I believe I'm not mixing it up with another book that is a PowerPoint presentation.
2: Maybe I don't know, but that speaking of that was what I was thinking of earlier. Speaking of, everybody's been recommending to me uh, Jennifer Egan's new book because she wrote the uh, the Candy House." everybody's been recommending this really? to me. i really yeah i really want to read her because i really liked that book i really liked goon squad a lot me
1: too i loved it i thought it was one of the most lovely soulful books i'd ever read
2: yeah really excellent um yeah so yeah i have been reading i guess and so have you good for us good for us Good for us. Oh, I said this. I said this to you in our failed um, podcast attempt earlier in the week. The other thing, middle aged related news that I'm pissed off about, is that after five months, I got my period again, which I thought I was fucking out and they pulled me back in. I really (laughs) was like, this is over. But as I pointed out, I think this happened to
1: you because of travel. The last two times I got my period were about a year apart and both had to, both were when I w- had gotten on a plane to go somewhere. So I think that fucks with your body a little.
2: I think you're you know. right. I think you're right. I think you're right. The last two times I've gotten my period have also been plane related. Also could be a covid exposure. Like maybe I did have covid and I didn't know it. You know, I tested every mm-hmm. day, but who knows. Um but yeah, it's just a pain in the ass because it's like I I just want I want perimenopause to be over. I just want it, I want it to be over and it's not, it's not, it's just my body is telling me otherwise. So
1: yeah, but your body might have some mean tricks stored up for you in menopause. <laughs> so I would be in no rush. <laughs>
2: I'm serious. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, okay. So wait, what's your beauty rec for the week? My beauty rec
1: for the week is. Is it called It Cosmetics or IT Cosmetics?
2: It's It Cosmetics, right? Wrong wrong lady, but yes. I don't know. Okay,
1: it's the letter I and then the letter T and then (laughs) cosmetics. And it's superhero mascara. Okay. Which is like, has made my lashes longer than any mascara I have ever tried.
2: Does it, okay, how does it do that? Does it leave weird silicone? Because there's that Thrive Mascara. Oh, the tube ones. The tube ones. Yeah. No, yes. I haven't
1: ever tried that. That seems... People swear by that, but it just seems kind of yucky to me.
2: Oh, I do not like it because when it comes off, it's just like these little worm squiggles. It's really weird. I don't I don't like those. And I feel like they're going to get in my eyes is also the thing. So wait, but this one actually, this is better than... Um, what's the one the jones road
1: the The jones Jones road Road one was the last one i raved about i think it is it um it doesn't do a ton for volume but it does do a ton for length okay okay
2: have you ever been a fake eyelash person
1: you know back when i used to get my makeup done for events they would sometimes put false lashes on me and it looks fantastic
2: it does it does
1: so funny you should mention it because when i was on tour i went we were killing time and we were next the venue was next to an ulta so we went into the ulta and i found magnetic false eyelashes
2: yes paulina poroskova i think well i don't know if she she uses something that's fake and supposed to false and supposed to be easy but wait did you buy them i didn't buy them you I didn't out? them.
1: I thought about them. I was with Paul's business partner and she's like, Kim, are you really going to use those? And I was like, R-r-r. maybe not
2: really kill joy. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: but I have gotten lash extensions and I, I like lash extensions, but lash extensions basically accomplish what mascara accomplishes.
2: Okay. So if okay. you're
1: really into not wearing mascara, then lash extensions are a good thing. Okay. But, I just found, and th- I just found that. And then if you put mascara on your extensions, I mean, you decide what size you want, but it looks crazy. Okay. Because okay.
2: then your lashes are like too long. I am. Um, um, yeah. Glasses have really kind of solved all my eye makeup issues. Cause I'm just like, who gives a fuck? I always wear glasses, but I really do like the way false eyelashes. If I had, if I was the kind of person who had that kind of patience or had that kind of skill, that like fine yes. motor skill. You know, it's really that. It's like some people are just very skilled at all that stuff. I'm, I'm not. I'm like a you know monkey paws,
0: and well, my I feel hands
2: like, shake. Yeah, my hands shake. But I mean, not like I have a tremor or anything. But my hands shake. But like I have, like I just can't. I could never do it. I mean, I was just never. I could never do a wing on both eyes. I would get Me one neither. right and the other one sucked. So I just gave up.
1: I can never even make eyeliner stay on my face. No, I know. I know. And I've just decided. (laughs) I just gave up on eyeliner just this week. In fact, this is news. It's a headline. I gave up on eyeliner because it just, it, it melts off my face. And sometimes when I'm on tour with the kids, like I'll have the girls put makeup on me. Oh, Cause they get really into it. You know, that's like yeah. one of the things Paul really stresses with the kids is like dressing correctly for the stage.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and so the girls always have, and they're so good at it cause they do tons and tons of YouTube tutorials.
2: Right. Right. So I can
1: have wings if they're applied by a 17 year old.
2: Right right applied by somebody else I can definitely have I you know I got the last time I got my makeup professionally done um I had a friend who invited me to a golden Globes party and I had to get dressed up it was a black tie golden Globes after party and mm-hmm. I got my makeup done and I just like went to like whatever like the pl- like the place that does blowouts and also does makeup makeup whatever it doesn't matter. Do you know that, like the twenty-three-year-old makeup artist was like, "Yeah, I just haven't worked on a face as old as yours before." Hand to God, no. Hand to God,
0: hand Amazing. to God.
2: Did not know how to handle like a a cr- a creasy eyelid. Like it was really, it was it was one in a series of like two or three years ago. It was one in a series of when I first started realizing that the world was seeing me as older, even though I wasn't seeing it yet, that the world Mm -hmm. was, that was one of my, um, one of my first experiences like that, that, and the other, the time I told you that that guy, the guy who was on the, um, the, the dad jail break who drank too much that I ran into the bar, he was like a new dad and I hadn't seen uh-huh. him in years. He was a former coworker and he was wasted in this bar. Cause you know, do you ever watch dads like uh, who have been released into the wild, like new dads, they're gross, <laughs> yeah. they're gross in a bar. Um, anyway, so he was drunk and just kept looking and being like, rom you got old you got old rom and i was
1: like this can't Who be wants happening to hear that ever Who i wants know to hear that ever
2: and then he like put his arm around me and another friend of ours was there and he was like which one of us looks older and I was like, oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah that happens i think that starts to happen in your late 40s
1: well you know i had this observation <laughs> when we were on tour I was like in a dressing room. I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, you know, the older I get, the fewer flattering mirrors I find anywhere. And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like my other realization that the older I get, the more like I, I, I suddenly like I've always liked Steely Dan and now I love Steely Dan and I only want to listen to Steely Dan. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I'm old. Yeah. Like I'm settling into my yacht rock phase.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is. uh We are yacht rock age. That is what this. Is. We just are. We just are. We just we are. We just are. We just are. And you know the um the Youngs. Well, not all the Youngs, but a lot of the Youngs. Like I used to work in a um an office of all 22 year olds. All my whole staff was 22, and I would play yacht rock. Like we played. We all got to t- take turns playing yacht rock, and they were all like. Oh my god! This reminds me of like a creepy movie. Like, like there's going to be like some <laughs> villain or something. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> we have totally different understandings of this music. Although I know Steely Dan has a huge following on TikTok, I will say that. So maybe it's that true? It. Yeah, maybe it skipped a generation. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. But it's like ironic. You know, the way that they like it is it's like irony, I think.
1: Yeah, but I mean Steely Dan was really ironic. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think I I think I learned
2: cynicism from Steely Dan. Interesting. Interesting. I just feel you know? I just I just feel as if it's it's very easy music.
1: It's very easy music, but it's smart music at the same time. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's fair. The lyrics
1: there. The lyrics are really smart. Um, no Deacon blues. I think about that song all the time. When I was, when I was a teenager, there was one day when I heard my brother, have I told this story on the podcast? It feels so familiar. I don't know if you have. I was, Mike was very mean to me when we were growing up and I was very intimidated by him. And one day I heard this music coming out of his bedroom and I was like, what is this, that, this siren song? This is like the <laughs> best thing I've ever heard. You've never told and I this. I was really I was really scared to go ask him. So I didn't. And I had to wait for weeks until I was at my friend Claire Squibb's house and her sister was playing it. And I was like, what is this? What is this?
2: And they were like Steely Dan. I mean, I feel, I feel a, a, a spousal responsibility to say that my husband has been working on a book about Steely Dan for the last oh, year. That's right. So that's I, right. um, so I have listened to quite a bit of Steely Dan, um, and that will, that will be out in 2023 <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> um, for all you uh, Dan fans. Um, there's a lot of really good merch around Steely Dan right now. There's a lot of very cool t-shirts in the ether, like um, d- indie t-shirts, if anybody's interested in something like that. And there's also Steely Dan sweatpants. I don't know. There's like some collaboration between some indie designer and steely dan i have no idea but there are a lot of good steely dan t-shirts and i know this wow. only because my husband owns all of them <laughs> yes 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 that's funny and they're not i think so, they're yes. called dan heads is what it is dan heads that doesn't yeah. have
1: a ring to it
2: no it doesn't and maybe it's not called that so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think it probably is because we we saw them live um back in the fall and they call the lead singers the danettes Oh, interesting. Interesting. All right. So they probably are called Dan Heads. But we don't have to talk about Steely Dan anymore. I no. didn't even know I was going to talk about Steely Dan so much. I just I never know what's going to come out.
2: Let's take a quick break
1: for some ads.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. And highest Sarah absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long. And I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks off, and we're back. <laughs> Should we answer some questions? Yes, yes. Let's answer some questions. <laughs> we're making an episode of the show. Here it is. Okay, um, so we didn't finish up all of our listener questions um, in the two episodes that we answered listener questions. So we've decided that we're just going to start answering a couple on each episode now. So keep sending them in. Send them to us over DM. If you're in our Facebook Facebook group, you can send them there. Um, you can also and join send them our to, Facebook
1: yes. join our Facebook group. It's really nice.
2: Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. nice.
1: All these like nice, smart ladies talking to each other.
2: Yeah, I've really been enjoying our Facebook group too. Shout shout out to the Facebook group. Um, okay, so all right, things are about to get real racy up in here. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you've covered this, but taking nudes slash sexy pics. I can't even try because I picture myself dying and my kids scrolling through my phone and seeing 100 horny Miss Havisham pics. <laughs> Kim, would you care to answer the sexy pics quote? Well, you a know question?
1: When, I, when, when I turned 30, um, a friend of mine said, who was a photographer, said, um, I'm giving you a portrait session. We can go to the park and take pictures outdoors in the park, or you can come to my studio and we can do it naked. You can do it naked. And I was like, huh? Like I'm a pretty modest
2: person, but I was
1: like, okay, I'll do the naked one. Wow. I
2: never knew this about you. All right.
1: (laughs) Yes. They're in my apartment somewhere are naked pictures of me. And I wasn't, and I wasn't like, once I was there, you know, and I took off my clothes, it felt perfectly natural to have someone pointing a camera at me. So they're not like, me sitting with my legs folded in an artful way to hide anything like bush right it's like bush <laughs> it's like me standing straight up with like my bush right there <laughs> oh my god I was I was a little fearless and 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 I don't know where they are they're somewhere in this apartment and if you know I don't have children to find them one day so my nephews or whoever does find them or will just have to be horrified. You? Uh, I mean Oh well, and I would never do it. I would never do it now.
2: You don't okay do wait wait well, you don't okay so you don't send nudes. I have. Okay. I send, mean that's what I this have, person is asking. Like how do you, do you oh, send
1: nudes? Oh sending I thought she meant a nude portrait. She's talking about sending nudes.
2: No, but I I'm, I'm glad we got that other story. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, I mean, I think anybody who's dated online, you know, I, 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 I would say that like sending nudes on when you're online dating. I mean, I've never done it before. I've met the person, right? Okay. Um, and I would say it's even a little bit of a rookie move. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think sexting, doing all that with people you've just met or you haven't met yet. Is not the way to online dating happiness.
2: No, I don't think so either. I did send my husband a nude when I was in New York last last week. I was like, I you look did, hot. I did, I totally did. I was like, I look hot. I'm going to send my husband a nude, <laughs> and then he didn't respond right away, and my my horror of like where did this go? Did my child see it? (laughs) It's like well, anything. Like, did he get this in like a bad was it a bad moment for him to get this? Did the kids see it? Um so you know it winds up not being so sexy when you have kids because they do fuck with your phones all the time. My kid picks yeah. mine up and takes like a million selfies or takes like ugly pictures of me. You know, it's just like yeah. the kids are always fucking with your phone. So I feel like it kind of ruins the whole, the mystique of the nude, you know, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was, responsive in a positive way. You know, he was like happy to receive it, but it was just too much like chaos around sending it. It's just like took everything out of it.
1: I will say if you do want to take nudes of yourself, always shoot yourself from above and never below.
2: Yes. Or in a mirror. You can also shoot in a mirror. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's the easiest way. That's the best way because also you can be a little more artful in it. I feel like those shots, I feel like, I mean, to me, the position of the dick shot, the, the, you know, it's just, there's nothing worse than a dick pic and like the way they even, the, the unartful way that they photograph their dicks. No, they're terrible. And I'm always, well,
1: I mean, I have, I have not in my life, thankfully received too many dick pics, actually surprisingly few considering how many years I was single, um, but when you look at a dick pic it's like wait what's that a picture of is that someone's
2: elbow yes. is that a finger ooh yes yes you know yes i told you that i sometimes get unsolicited dick pics like deep in the messages of Instagram or Twitter, like the, what, like, I just get like, the I don't ones know. They if, don't
1: show you unless you look for them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't think it's personal. I don't think it's someone like wanting me in particular. I think this is like a, a blanketing of like spam dicks. And I think, <laughs> I, I think it's, or it's like a phishing scheme. I don't know. But I mean, every time I see them, I'm like an old woman. I like shut my computer. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't well, want this. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And not that I'm a prude, you know, but it's just like, I don't want to see, I don't want an unsolicited dick pic. That's not what's going to turn me on. And not to mention that it's just, it's just weird and invasive. Um, But I don't think we answered this question. I, but I understand. I feel also that you don't want your children to see um, 100 horny Miss Havisham pics, which is an (laughs) amazing
1: It's no hilarious, but you can also delete them. You can send them to the recipient and then delete them. I've done that before.
2: Yes, you can do that. You can do that. Um, okay. Uh, okay. As things are returning to normal and people are beginning to once again make plans, I've been thinking about traveling. So wonder what are the best trips you all have taken and what made the trips memorable?
1: When my mom turned 75, so about 10 years ago, she rented an apartment in Paris for a month. Wow. And we all, took, we all took turns coming and staying with her and her husband. And that was nice because it was like a family trip. But we all had our freedom to do our own separate things. And the apartment was beautiful in Paris. That's the last time I was in Paris, 10 years ago. It's been a long time. Wow.
2: That is a long time. That's a long time. I used to try to every year arrange a way to have like, this is so pretentious of me, but believe me, I'm broke. I just spend my money stupidly. I used to try (laughs) every year to arrange a way to spend at least two nights in Paris. Like when I was working that Irish job, like it was so easy to go from Dublin to Paris. When, if we would take a trip to London, I would say, let's take the train to Paris for two nights. Right. Um, But the best trip that we took was kind of by accident a couple of years ago. Alex got an assignment from Airbnb magazine, of all places, your enemies, um, Mm -hmm. to write about the Popeye village in Malta.
1: Yes, I remember that he wrote about this. This fake village that Robert Altman built that's still there, right? That's
2: still there and it is now the world's creepiest amusement park. Like there are all these pedestrians who are dressed up like the people in Popeye, like olive oil and Popeye and Brutus, but they also that's it's really understaffed. So they also like will come out and do a show, but then also serve your drinks. And it's like <laughs> cr- it's like crumbling and it's like Kind of gross and creepy, but also you can see that they, um, after they shut down production or they shut down production of that, um, of that movie of Altman's movie, which was if you ever know anything about Popeye, apparently they all flew in. It was like Robert Evans, Robert Altman, Robin Williams. They all flew in, they did a ton of drugs. They built this village, they did a ton of drugs, and then just as they were getting caught for having all these drugs, they like got out of there. So you can Crazy. see. Like you open up a curtain in like one of the rooms of one of these cottages and there's just like old lights, like they've just left equipment, abandoned equipment. So that was fascinating going to visit that village, but we built a whole two week trip around it and we just traveled all through this really strange place, which is Malta, which is like all Mm -hmm. these medieval villages and islands and like you're just staying in a castle and like you just hear guns going off all night because they like uh, the farmers are like shooting at at, uh, predatory birds. Anyway, it was a really cool trip and it was a place I'd never really thought to go before. And Mm -hmm. so it felt like everything good about a European city, but it was really underpopulated. So that was a cool trip.
1: I'm thinking I I am thinking of another cool trip I took. I went about 6 years ago I went to South and Central America.
2: Oh, I didn't know that I went, where.
1: I went to Panama City, um Cartagena, Colombia and this resort on an island in Nicaragua on on Lake Nicaragua.
2: How was that? How I'm always like, I, I'm, I, I get weirded out. I'm, I'm not a very adventurous traveler. So how did you know how to, how did you know where to go and what? Well, I was traveling with someone. I was traveling
1: with a man who I was seeing. Um, mm-hmm. And he had a lot. He was the one who wanted to go to South and Central America and I'd never been. So I was game. Yeah. And like together we, you know, he lived in a different city than I did. And we'd just get on the phone and like plan it all out. But I mean, Cartagena is a pretty, you know, the touristy part of Cartagena is pretty. It's very safe. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, very the the it's an old colonial downtown. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and Panama City, I wouldn't have thought of. And Panama City is kind of the way Cartagena used to be. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's a little less, I mean, we stayed in an Ace Hotel, so it's clearly it. Right. Is kind of discovered. Right. Right. Um, but that was a cool trip. And that was also a cool trip because like it was really hot out. I didn't need to bring any clothes. I like brought one suit, one carry on and just wore the same shit over and over. And we went hiking in a cloud forest, which was like crazy, like so oh. high up that there were clouds. And, There were sloths in the trees. Wow.
2: Wow. I love that. I love this trip. I would never, I would never, that's not a, that's, but you know what? The thing is, it's not that I'm not an adventurous traveler. My family is very not adventurous. Like everything seems like any like whiff of hassle. Like Alex is just like, no fucking way. I'm not doing this. So I've become less adventurous. Like I canceled a trip to Costa Rica a couple of years ago, because, you know, in the 11th hour, Alex was like, I don't know, man, I, I w- are we going to have to take a bus somewhere? And so I just was like, well, you know, fuck it. I don't want to have two people whining and complaining the whole time. So I really need, what I need is to have, I need to find somebody who wants to travel with me. Who's not my family. Like I need to find someone who's like, yeah, let's go to Iceland. Let's, you know, let's right. like do so, like, cause I don't, I'm not like a, a camper or anything. Like I'm not like, you know, I need to be, it needs to be bare bones, but I don't mind roughing it a little bit. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, no, that that that. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Where would you go? Like, where's the number one place on your list right now?
2: I haven't been to Japan, which feels really like something I need to see. I need—I really would like to go to Japan. I—I that—that feels like a real loss. Um, I'm really not articulate this morning. I don't know why. You ever have a day where you no, you can't been... grasp grasp words? You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So days when I can't
2: retrieve words. I'm like, what's That's what that I'm very saying. Yes. Word? Yes. That very simple word. Oh, again. Tomato. Exactly. I feels
1: like a okay. gap. I feel like yes. Word retrieval. Word retrieval is a real problem. It's a real problem as yeah. you get a little older.
2: That fucking sucks. I, I feel like I need to see Japan. I have I have not been to Morocco, which I'd like to go to. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't like there. I I had to go on a work trip a couple of years ago to Canada of all places. I had to visit this Canadian millionaire billionaires, private Island. It was where the offsite retreat was for this job I had. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how beautiful like parts of Canada are. Like there's just so many things I haven't seen, but because I just like music and just like movies, once I like something, I just want to listen to it all the time. I just want to watch the same movies all the time. And I just Mm -hmm. want to travel the places I know are great. So I've been to Paris like many, many times because I like it. And I know also, I like knowing how to get around. I like having that feeling of like, okay, I'm here. I can discover new things here without that anxiety of, um, you know, navigation anxiety.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of navigation anxiety in Amsterdam because the streets are all like Strufenwaffelbergstein (laughs) (laughs) street. It doesn't sound like that, really. But you know what I mean. Like these really long words and they all are kind of the same, but kind of not the same. And yeah. Yeah. But no, Tokyo is on the top of my list. I really, I really want to go there.
2: Yeah, me too. I just feel like I can't believe I haven't gone to Tokyo. I feel like I've done Europe pretty well. Like just even as like, even as like a person in their twenties, I went to Europe, you know, in, in the way <laughs> that you do with them when you just live off cigarettes and bread. Um, yeah. And, and that you just start to travel differently, but there's a, there's a trek that you can take in Spain. It's like a, it's like a spiritual walk. And some people do it for religious reasons, some people do it for other reasons, but it's a walk across the country of Spain that you just walk during the day and then you stop at night and you stop in all these towns. And that is a I'm forgetting what the name of it is, but that is a trip I want to take um before I get too old to take it. Yeah. I'm too old to take it. So you're not too old to walk. No, I had you're too- not too old.
1: <laughs> So no, the other day, the other yesterday, my friend Michelle and I went out to lunch and the place we wanted to go, we were we it was a place neither of us had been. It turns out it's just coffee and like croissants. So she's like, let's go to Washington Street. There's a diner on Washington Street. And I was like, there's a diner near me because there are no more diners in New York. But it was like three long blocks. And like I, I kept being like, can't we go there? Can't we go there? <laughs> such a lazy fuck
2: I'm such a lazy fuck what are some other questions are there more oh yeah yeah there's more questions okay there are more questions um do you want to answer who is the most interesting person you know I don't know who the most I mean I know who the smartest person I know is
1: I know who the funniest person I know is but I don't know who the most interesting person
2: this the I know. most interesting person I know. I, the most interesting person I know is a man named Gabe Soria, who lives in New Orleans, who has been weirdly independently was my friend in New York and Alex's friend in New York. And then when we got together, we were like, oh, we both know Gabe. That's amazing because he's one of those people who knows everybody. He lives in New Mm -hmm. Orleans. He writes comic books and he, he writes choose your own adventure books for kids, but he also, mm-hmm. he's just everybody's friend. He also works part-time in a record store and he just is one of those people who knows everybody whose outlook on life is just really creative and he's just really fun and pleasant to be around, but he's also just like Zelig. Like, you know, right. he just, is one of those people who seems to be living life to my mind right i don't know right i don't know
1: yeah i don't fucking know who the most interesting person i know is <laughs> i mean amy gross amy gross my former mentor who was a magazine editor for many years and now teaches meditation i think she's she's always reading or talking about interesting things um you're pretty interesting oh thanks
2: that's nice <laughs>
1: I don't fucking know. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say. You don't have to answer it. You don't have to I know, answer but it that. Really, but this question <laughs> upsets me. My inability to answer it upsets me. Well, interesting is a weird.
2: Interesting is a weird way to describe people. I mean, interesting is can almost be dismissive and meaningless. Like I often say that's interesting when I don't think it's interesting at all. Like, oh, that's interesting. But I don't know, it kicks the
1: ball down the field. Yeah, Yeah. it's
2: just like, oh, that that's interesting. Wow, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't like I realized it. I
1: realized at a certain point, like, don't ask questions that you're really not interested in the answer to. Like when you ask somebody a question and they're like, it's actually quite interesting. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in for it now.
2: <laughs> no, it's over. It's over. Especially if you have like a friend who's done a deep dive, either, as a, you know, as a writer on like a book or an article about something you don't care about. Like we had a friend mm-hmm. and this, you know, and these things are inherently interesting, but you just don't want to lecture on like sound waves or whatever it is. You know, you're just whatever like, oh, it is. Yeah. although I will say. I had a, I had, I was at an old friend in Jersey's house a couple of years ago. And one of her husband's like friends or cousins, I don't remember, worked in a sanitation plant. And I, it was one of those conversations. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he was like, yeah, it is interesting. Let me tell you about it. And I was like, oh my God. So they turned this shit into bricks. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, or like we, there was like a dad who was working on a book about sand. And like Mm -hmm. sand is not like you don't think of it as inherently interesting, except when you realize there's like a scarcity of sand and there's like a black, an underground, like sand black market. People are selling sand because we're losing sand in the world. I've said the word sand way too many times, but but so those questions can be interesting. You just have to be in the right mood for it.
1: You have to be in the right mood and the deliverer of the information has to be somewhat, at least somewhat talented at delivering information.
2: They have to be able to deliver you the bullet points. They have to be able to give you the book yes. outline and not like a, a a really like boring side tangent, which, you know, that's that requires skill. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. Interesting. Should we read some reviews before we go? Look, it's been an hour. It's been an hour. Let's read some reviews.
1: Let me I, I please excuse my typing noise <laughs> while I get to this page. Um what's so funny?
2: I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about us doing this podcast and I'm just thinking about how much people perform in their lives and perform in situations like this, like, are just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be my most enthusiastic self. Look, I'd like, I was thinking about someone I know who I think scripts their podcast, but they wanted to sound like genuine and refreshing. Like they wanted mm-hmm. to sound immediate, but you and I are just like, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> and That's I was just, true. I was just thinking about how blessed we are to have a platform when we're such shitheads. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> thank all of you it's true seriously thank you so much because we're such dicks (laughs) okay and also thank you for writing these reviews we're about to read thank you okay yes because it it
1: means a lot
2: it means a lot to us
1: (laughs) i'm gonna read three and then you read three
2: okay does that sound good or two two and two two uh, i don't know i think we have six new ones you could do three go ahead
1: okay um pdx denise that's portland denise i'm guessing because i'm <laughs> such a it's it's entitled it's entitled 2022 vibes and she says i'm 47 grew up on sassy manic panic hair dye and the pixies i wanted to be kim gordon ordeal and marry matt Dillon. now i'm living my best burb life while mostly unsuccessfully trying not to melt down raising my own teenage daughter I am all about this podcast.
2: Can I just interrupt? Thank you, Thank you, Denise. And can I interrupt and say yes to Matt Dillon? What a disappointment Matt Dillon turned out to be. But like in like the little darlings age, oh, like, God. oh, what I mean, oh, was God. there a there more was... beautiful man? No,
1: no, there wasn't. No. There wasn't. He was He was striking.
2: He was striking. He turned out to be a real skeeve, I think, but he, he yeah, was... Yeah, I
1: heard. He was one of those guys who you would hear stories about. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. JTEC's mom says, thank you. I'm perhaps a little outside of your target audience, 63 years old, but look forward to each and every episode. I so appreciate your thoughtful dissection of issues facing women as we grow older and wiser. Keep it up. I love the breadth of diverse guests, but mostly enjoy your takes on everyday issues.
2: Thank you. We are going to be booking guests again. I swear we really will be booking <laughs> guests once I finish this book and I'm not such a you know, so, so distracted. Um, so I can actually focus on the guest, which I'm feeling bad. about. Um, I, well, don't feel bad. Well, I don't want to, we're I don't
1: want to book it. Yeah.
2: It's a couple of weeks just out. Just a I, couple of dicks doing our best. <laughs> okay. 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 Your turn. Okay. Oh, wait, read the one uh, after this one. Skip down because I know you want to read the one that comes after this one. And I'll read the, I'll read the the next one. Okay. This one,
1: I um was written by my friend's 12 year old son um, because I was having brunch with my friend Meredith and her son. And I told him if he wrote a review, I would read it on the air. So he, he he delivered. Dear Kim France, wow, I can't believe I finally have the chance to meet you. You never answer my calls, emails, letters, tweets, DMs, or knocks on your door. You keep me going through every Monday, and you always make me smile. The only time I ever became obsessed with you was when you said you did not like poke bowls. How could you? I have written a limerick for you. Enjoy. Now I will read the limerick. <laughs> There once was a lazy named Kim. I found her podcast on a whim. I sent her letters, knitted her sweaters, and once even sang her a a hymn. (laughs) And this one's for you, Jen. Jen is like a wish from a genie. I would like to buy her a panini. Her thoughts are enthralling, though I have trouble recalling how to spell the last name Romelini. Not bad
2: for a 12-year-old. Pretty pretty amazing for a 12-year-old. So thank you, 12-year-old. This is a very nice, nice review. Okay. I'm going to read three. This is from Gretchen McKay. One, my new best friends. Thank you, Gretchen. I have had huge changes in my life the past two plus years, including work issues, the death of a father, the death of father, a new and expanded menopause pandemic body among other issues. But the more... I listen, the more I feel like I'm getting to know them. They're so real. And the chemistry chemistry between them is honest and true. I often find myself laughing out loud when driving and listening. My favorite episodes are when they just talk. Thank you, Kim and Jen. No, thank you, Gretchen, for listening. Thank you. Okay. Real and interesting. So you both are vulnerable in a way that brings us all in. I mean, we've all felt scared about our jobs and our ambitions, disturbed by friends who have rejected us and become frenemies, curious about how everyone thinks about sex these days. You cover it all and you do it while having a conversation between the two of you, two of you which feels genuine and real. So thanks. You are fun to listen to and I learn every time I do. Oh, Susan. Really thank nice. you. All right. This is the last one we're going to read today. The Friends You Need Always from Lobo Roth. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so stupid today. I swear my brain is just, my brain is pickled. Okay. (laughs) I stumbled upon this podcast after reading Jennifer's post in Oldster and so glad I did. Every time I need a little pick-me-up, I listen to another one. And laugh every time. It's become my go-to for interesting books to read or series to stream. But I have to admit that they got me to look at gel- Yellow Jackets, and I had to run away. But that's okay because I'll always come back for more of these conversations. No. Thank you. Super All right, nice. super nice. Thanks. If you write a review, we'll read it on air. If you ask us qu- ask us a question, we'll a- answer it on air. Oh, words. <laughs> <laughs> So many words all at once. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. I'm Kim France. If you like the show, rate and review it on the platforms. Like we just said, we'll read them out loud. If you give us five stars, (laughs) if you give us one, we'll just bitch about it and cry. If you want to support (laughs) the show, the production of the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We hold live events there. We'll be holding one this week. Actually, we also, when not under deadline, blog there and have special episodes. We're on Instagram at EIF podcast. We have a private Facebook group. Everything is fine. The podcast. You can also email us. Everything is find The podcast at gmail.com. You can find Kim on her blog, girls of a certain age.com. And you can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer, a- Jennifer Romolini.
1: Did you almost call yourself Jennifer Aniston? I- <laughs> oh my God.